Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited, like always, to be here. Uh, My voice is a little off. I've got a little bit of a cold, so I hope you'll bear with me. And I feel really bad. I missed a week in doing the podcast. I There's no excuses. I'm not going to make an excuse. <clears throat> yeah, I've been a little bit sick. I am working on my master's, but I just didn't make the time. I had company, and I just didn't make the time. I'm not going to make an excuse. I hope you'll forgive me, know that I'm human, and recognize that we're all going through the learning process. We're all moving forward, but that doesn't mean I'm going to quit. So I'm here today, and I'm excited about the podcast. We're almost to Thanksgiving, and um, the time is just flying by in the year. So today we're going to talk about Raymond Hollywell's book. I'm going to continue talking about that, working with the law, and we're going to do chapter one, working the law. So this is a really powerful chapter. He says um, that the question uppermost in the world of thought today is whether a man has the capacity, equipment, and power to control his life. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, do you feel like you have the capacity, the equipment, and the power to control your life? Can you move your life in the direction that you want it to go? Or do you think that you're... destined because of your the the situation that you were born into or the genetics that you have and that's I'm just this way because my parents are this way um my some of my um genetics or my family comes from Italy they're kind of strong personalities and sometimes I think well I'm like that because I'm Italian but in reality that's not true I don't have to be like that right? Um, Hollywell says millions are affected by unemployment, poverty, and want. Can they help it? Well, in this book, you know, Raymond Hollywell believes that they can, and so do I. He says, a fatalistic belief is contagious. And when man submits to its influence, believing that the circumstances around him are stronger and the power within him, that man is de- defeated before the race is run. So <clears throat> that is just saying that if you believe that all the things around you are keeping you from moving forward in your life, then you're defeated before you even start. So you have to believe that heredity and genetics and karma and environment and the situation that you grew up with are not what controls what happens in your life. Um, I don't know if I told you about this, but I read a book called A Boy Called It. And oh, this boy, he was, I mean, his life was horrible. His mom didn't care at all about him. And he was, he went from foster home to foster home and Some of the stories were horrible. 
but um, of, of really what he went through. But the thing is, is he came out of it. He's written books. He's famous. And so, you know, you, you don't have to um, be destined because of what situation you're in. The same goes with the story about the football player. I had to look up the name of the movie. I couldn't remember it, but it's The Blind Side with Michael Orr. Um, he was taken into, his home was broken. He was raised in gangs. And he found a way to make it into this home of this amazing woman. And his life changed, right? So, you know, if you believe in yourself and believe that something positive can happen in your life, it will. So we, I think we need to stay away from the fatalistic belief that we are determined to become who we are because of what happened in our family, who, how we grew up, or how our situation is. I think so often we, we say those things to ourselves, and those things aren't what control our lives. Raymond Hollywell says, man is responsible for what he is. He has the power to control his circumstances. And he says that all actions of man are the direct outcome of his ideas. That we never make a move of any kind until we first form some image or plan in the mind. These plans or ideas are powerful and potent. They are causes, they are the causes, good, bad, or indifferent of the following effects. And so anything that happens in our life, I believe that, I mean, the majority of the things that happen in our life, we create it. I, I don't subscribe completely that every sickness that we have and every disease that we have and that little kids who come down with cancer and die or whatever, I I don't know how to explain some of that. I true, but I'm not going to discount the fact that we can make our lives different by the way that we think. Um, there are some circumstances that we can't control. Um, we can control some things, and we can't control some things. We do get sick. I've had a cold. I don't. I don't necessarily. There are people that really believe that I brought on the cold. And maybe I did. I don't know. But I I don't necessarily subscribe to that thinking. But I do believe that we can determine our future in the way that we believe about ourselves. Um, have you heard the study um, about the girl who's standing in the classroom and the... She stands with her, she stands in front of the classroom and she puts her arms out to the side and people are smiling and cheering her on and rooting for her, giving her thumbs up and just making her feel really good. And the teacher pushes on her arms and her arms are literally stronger. And in the same scenario, same scenario, and a girl who's standing in front of the class and the people, <coughs> sorry, 
the people in the class are booing her and giving her thumbs down and telling her how bad she is. And when the teacher pushes on her arms, they're, they're, they literally weaken. And, um, you know, you've heard these studies, these things that have happened. I believe that these things do are true. These kind of studies, I mean, what you think about yourself, what you think other people think of you, really does affect your capabilities. There's two more interesting things that I heard about when <clears throat> talking about this. I don't know if you've heard the rice of the rice experiment, but there's lots of different things on the internet you can go and look of people who have taken rice and they've cooked some rice and they put it in a jar and put another in a jar and they would talk to it for a month, every day for a month, positive talk to the one rice. Oh, you're so awesome. I just, I love rice. I love eating you. You smell so good. Everything about you is so good. And then they, the, in the other jar, everything that they say to the other jar of rice is negative. You're a fool. You don't, you don't bring healthiness to mankind. You're not a good substitute of food. You don't, you don't bring goodness to people. I mean, just all the negative that you could say, right? I mean, just talking to them negative and talking to the rice positive and they do it every day for a month and all the other conditions are the same. And there's several studies out there. They, at the end of the month, the rice that has been talked positively to is um, in much better condition. And I mean, a lot of the people, they show their jars and you can see videos on it and stuff. The jar, the rice that has been talked positively to is white still. There's, it's fine. Nothing's wrong with it. It even smells good. The rice in the jar that has been talked negatively, negative to, negatively to, is um, moldy and dark and smells and is disgusting. And I mean, there's several studies out there. I've never done it myself. That'd be an interesting thing to try. Um, and a friend of mine was telling me about a rose that some people had a rose and it started to die off and, um, they started talking positively to it and it actually came back and, you know, they kept watering it and everything, but it actually came back with some positive encouragement and I don't I haven't looked on the internet or anything to see any pictures of that. That's just what someone told me. And but I do I do believe that what you say to people <clears throat> I mean, what you say to people affects them in a positive or negative way. And it affects you too, because then you start thinking about those people in that way. And it's the same with yourself. If you believe negative things, if you say negative things to yourself, you're going to wither a little bit. You're not going to be as strong. You're not going to be as capable. And, you know, whether you believe in the rice experiment and the flour experiment or not, I'm 100% convinced that this is how it is with people. Um, Earl Nightingale is an author of a lot of really good books that, subscribe to this kind of thinking and he says that the mind's a garden 
it's fertile no matter what you plant there. You know, something's going to grow. You can plant poisonous stuff or you can plant good hearty food in your mind. And whatever you plant will grow. And that's true. It's true. So we need to think about um, what we're telling ourselves, what we believe in. And that's where positive affirmations come in. Um, It's so important to say positive things. And so you can develop, and I don't, I don't believe I've talked about affirmations yet on the show, but you, you need to like develop things that you say to yourself, like, I'm so happy now that, and then you fill it out with the things that you want. You know, I have lots of friends. I'm popular at school. Um, I have for older, for people who are moms or that are listening, I have the job, my dream job. Um, I have a family. I'm, I have a boyfriend that treats me with kindness and respect. I have a girlfriend that loves me. I mean, it doesn't matter what, but you say, I'm so happy and grateful that I have. And, um, it's important to say positive things to yourself on a daily basis. And so affirmations are important. And I encourage you to write down some things that you say to yourself positively. I have a friend that we meet with and she said she was thinking of the positive affirmations. She thought the things, but until she started saying them out loud and in the mirror, and it seems kind of weird, but when you're by yourself, say these things to yourself I'm so happy and grateful that I have a lot of friends or I'm so happy and grateful that I'm successful in school or I'm so happy and grateful that for me, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm going to finish my master's before the year ends. Um, You know, it doesn't matter what you say, but say the things that you really believe in and those things will happen quicker. Um, uh, Raymond Hollywell says, we need to learn to employ our minds constructively. And this is where meditation comes in. And I've been doing a lot more meditation than I was before. And I, I really like it. And I think, and I believe that when you have power to control your mind and when you work on it on a little by little, then it will become something that you're better at. You're better at controlling your mind when you work at it. But everything comes little by little. It doesn't come overnight. Things don't happen overnight. You have to work at everything that comes to you. Um, you need to set yourself up for, for the day. Visualize you what, what you want to happen. Meditate. Read. Have a vision board. Have a gratitude journal. Start the day off right. Look at the things that you're doing. And do things right. This last week, I listened to a podcast by Brooke Snow again. And she talked about having goals. And, you know, you you have to move forward. You can't just think that these things are going to happen if you don't move forward. 
and do things. And so she talked about having, having goals and she talked about the compound effect and I loved what she said. And she got the story, the compound effect from a book called the compound effect. That book was written by Darren Hardy. And when I heard about it, I wrote it down in my list of books to read. And there's always something new to learn. But what um, she talks about is imagine if you, you and a friend were both there and someone said to you, I'm going to give you three, I'm going to give one of you $3 million right now, $3 million. And the other one, I'm going to give you a penny and double it every day for 31 days. And what would you take? Well, if if you've heard this story before, then you know what you're going to take. But after five days, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you the exact numbers. I figured it out and I left it at school. So I want to finish the podcast. But after five days, the pennies turned into something like seventy five cents. And then after ten days, your the pennies turned into something like a dollar eighty nine or. 567 something like that then after 20 days something it's up to something like a thousand and even after um 28 days you're up to like 2 million something like that and but by 31 days you're into the 10 million mark and so the idea is that the compound effect um makes such a difference in our abilities to be successful. And so what I like to say with that is that um, little by little, a little becomes a lot. So you can do small little things like the meditation or the gratitude journal or um, positive affirmations, those small tiny things make a difference in the end. You know, imagine, let's say with our goals. So what she talks about is we have ceiling goals and we have floor goals. And so often we get so excited about our ceiling goals. And like, you know, we're it's coming up on the new year and we all get excited about goals and oh my gosh, we're going to do this and we're going to change and we're going to do this and we're going to do it and we're going to do so well. And we get so excited. I'm going to exercise every day for a year. I mean, I'm not going to miss. She talks about how she set a goal that she was going to do yoga every day, no matter what, for a year. Um, People say, I'm going to read my scriptures or I'm going to do my homework every day. I'm always going to be on top of my homework. I'm going to read every day like I need to for school. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to be nice to my husband every day or the things that we say that we're going to do, right? And then we have moments that come up and for some reason we can't do it. We can't get it done. We didn't, we can't do the yoga that day because it, it was too difficult. We were sick that day or we couldn't exercise because we were sick or the weather was too bad or we just didn't feel up to it, you know? And so I think sometimes then we set ourselves up to have these ceiling goals and then we say, um, I... I couldn't do it. I I couldn't, I couldn't exercise for an hour today. I just couldn't do it. But if we have floor goals, and I told this to my students, 
and I had a couple of kids come back and say, Hey, look, Mrs. Lee, I, I want you to know that I, I did this, I did the floor goal and I, I set myself up to be successful. But I think what we do is we have these ceiling goals and then we say, I couldn't do it. I couldn't exercise for an hour. I just, I just couldn't do it, you know? And lately I've been trying to get my master's. I've been trying to do school. I've been trying to do my daughter's wedding and Christmas is coming up. And I just like, I can't do it all. And so I've told myself, okay, if even if all I do is exercise a little bit, that's fine for now. That's what I'm going to do is exercise even just a little bit. And that's kind of what a floor goal is. is for example, with the yoga, if you say, okay, I want to do yoga every day for a year, but you woke up, wake up sick. But on that day, you do one downward dog for 15 seconds. Then you think, Okay, well, I did do the yoga every day. Even if meditation, even if you do a two-minute meditation, if you do a one-minute mindfulness practice, and you say, I can do it for a minute even. On the hard days, on the days when no, you know, nobody wants to leave me alone, I don't have any time to do myself at all. Like if you're a mom, right? Then, you know, you, or if you're a kid, you forget, you know. But if you do just a small thing, Every day, it's easy to do the small things. So then you have some days that you have floor goals and some days that you have ceiling goals. And, you know, some days you read 30 pages and other days you read a paragraph. Maybe that's in scripture reading. Maybe that's in reading for school. Maybe that's in getting your homework done. It doesn't matter what is it what it is, but if you do something every day. So what I've been thinking about since I heard this is... Um, I have, I had shoulder surgery this last year and my, I'm just weak. I'm not as strong as I used to be and I'm super athletic and I love sports, but I'm just not as strong. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take this floor goal concept and I'm going to make something of it. And I'm going to do even just a little bit every day. Even if I do three, you know, three lifts, shoulder lifts or whatever, even just lifting a five pound weight up three times it'd take 10 seconds it'd be better than nothing and really you think about it if you do something every day a little just a little it makes a difference it does make a difference and so this is something that I'm going to try with strengthening my shoulder I really want to do it and I really believe that we can set these floor goals and so I love what Brooke Snow says about this also is because We don't have to, and then we don't belittle ourselves and say, I'm such a loser. I set these goals and I never do them, you know? So, (coughs) sorry, set goals that have ceiling goals so that someday you're reached, you do exercise for an hour or you do do, you read the whole book or you do get your homework done perfectly and you do do a good job with it. But other days you, you only do a little bit, but then at least you did something every day. And I feel really strongly about this with the meditation. And then another thing too is you can't say, I'm going to do a floor goal on 10 different things. You have to say, I'm going to pick one thing that I'm going to make it a goal and I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to do it every day, even if it's just a little bit, right? And then you don't feel so bad about yourself. So these are the ways that we make a difference these are the ways that um, we can move our life in the direction that we want to do it, do and be and become. 
which is what um, Raymond Hollywell says, that we have the ability within ourselves, but that we have to make it happen. And it starts inside. And so that's why even if what you're doing is saying, I'm going to say something nice to myself every day, you don't have to say something nice to yourself 24-7. But if you say one thing nice to yourself every day, you know, if you say one thing positive, like I'm going to move my life forward, these are the things that make a difference in our lives. So my challenge for this week is to set yourself up for the day, visualize what you want to become, have a goal, whether it be a ceiling or a floor goal that you do that day, but do something to move your life in a positive direction. Have positive affirmations, believe in yourself, do some meditation, and think about how all of these things really do help you blossom and become exactly who you want to be. And remember that the mind is a garden. And it doesn't matter what you put into it, it will grow. So start working on putting positive things in your life, having a positive belief about yourself and about what you want to become, and know that that will happen if you keep doing it consistently. So I'm going to stop there. My voice is kind of hammered, um, but I feel like we had a great podcast today. There was a lot of things to think about. Maybe this podcast wasn't as smooth as some of the others, but I feel like there's some good things on it. So I hope you will learn something from it and have a good week. And we appreciate it.